Hello, my friends, and welcome to the DDP for the 18th day of December. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me on the 22nd day of Advent. We are now one week away from Christmas Day. Just uh, a few more podcasts to talk about this season of anticipation in the darkness, the belief that light is coming, not being overwhelmed by the situations around us, even when it's bleak. Here we are in winter, the days are getting shorter, the nights are getting longer. If you didn't know what was coming, you would think everything is coming to an end. If you didn't know spring was around the corner, you would wonder what's happening. Why is the sun retreating? Why is the darkness winning? Why is it getting colder? We know these things because of experience. We know that they don't last forever, but they're great allegories for the seasons of our lives as well. Sometimes the night gets darker and it feels longer. It doesn't just feel longer, it literally is longer. Some situations we go through just don't seem to end. They get worse long before they get better. I want to encourage you in this season of Advent that darkness and chaos and disorder are always breeding grounds in the Bible for order. Look at the beginning of the Bible in Genesis where it's dark and it's without form and void, but it's the breeding grounds for something spectacular. Creation comes out of these moments. You don't get to a resurrection without going through a cross. You don't see life without first seeing death. Or as Jesus said, unless the seed of corn goes into the ground and dies, it cannot bring forth much fruit. So, Nothing produces anything great that doesn't go through this turmoil. So this is our season of Advent, and we know there is a sun coming up. I want to introduce you today to another character. Actually, we've mentioned Elizabeth before. We've mentioned her as the wife of Zacharias, who the priest who received the prophecy that his wife, his old wife, we don't know how old she was, but old enough, that it was beyond her childbearing years, that she was going to have a child. And then we, we see her in relation to Mary. We talked about Mary singing the Magnificat yesterday, and that comes as a result of encountering Elizabeth. But it makes me want to get back into the, that Elizabeth story a little bit in regards to why Mary goes to her house in the first place. Now, we know that uh, Jesus and John... Um, are, we, we know that they are, are cousins, family members. The Bible calls Elizabeth Mary's relative. Um, I want to start in a text that it doesn't seem like an Advent text, although it involves Elizabeth and Mary. But I want to do it because I want to show you the purpose behind the Elizabeth-Mary encounter. When Gabriel says to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 35, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. That's the proclamation. This is what's going to happen to you. But then the angel throws in what seems to be an unnecessary piece of information in verse 36. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren, for with God nothing will be impossible. Now the angel uses a statement that God used on Abraham back in Genesis 18 when God told Abraham, nothing is impossible with me. And Gabriel uses that 
on Mary, and it seems as if it's to confirm, hey, you think it's a miracle that you're going to have a baby and and you're a virgin, I'll show you that God is also doing another miracle. Your relative Elizabeth's going to have a baby and she's too old to have one. And if you, you could just stop right there and say, well, it's just the angel trying to encourage Mary and let her know you're not alone. Somebody else is going through this. But I think it's more than that. I think it's a challenge to Mary to go, uh, to go confirm the word of the Lord with, by proving this pregnancy of Elizabeth's. Because in verse 39, Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. So my question is, why is she going so quickly to a house in the middle of Judea? Why with such haste? And we know it's because she wants to make sure that Elizabeth is really six months pregnant. Because not only is it impossible that Elizabeth is pregnant, but if Elizabeth is six months pregnant, then Mary is not crazy. What the angel said to her about her own pregnancy could very well be true, must be true. Because if the angel would know that Elizabeth was pregnant, which is impossible, and be able to tell her that it's six months of pregnancy, which seems even more impossible, if those facts are confirmed, then everything Mary has heard will be confirmed as well. And Elizabeth basically does all the talking when when they have this encounter. And she she says that the baby leaps within her womb. She says, blessed are you. Uh, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were were told her from the Lord. And that leads to Mary's song, the Magnificat. So her song comes at the end of a confirmation as to what God said to her. And, and this, is, this is the beauty. You're in darkness. You're in this season of waiting, and God speaks to you. And you don't know when or how it's going to come to pass. Not only are we encouraged to trust God in His Word, we are not disqualified from asking God to prove His Word, to show us that it is him. I'm not saying that we determine our direction by fleeces, by, oh, if this happens, then I'll know. But to ask God for confirmation is not too large a request. And it would seem to me that Gabriel challenges Mary to go seek out confirmation because she throws in the Elizabeth story. She doesn't have to throw in the Elizabeth story. Mary doesn't need to know Elizabeth's pregnant in order for Mary to be pregnant. Mary doesn't need to hear from Elizabeth in order to hear from God. But God, in His great mercy, gives her a confirmation so that she can have the assurance she has heard from God. I don't think it's wrong to ask God for confirmations. I think it's wrong to live by signs instead of by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If you just walk around just trusting signs, but you have no word in front of it, then it's just superstition and coincidence. But if we've heard from God and we ask God for confirmation through sign, He can do it. And we're in this season of waiting, anticipating the arrival of the Lord Jesus with, with Mary and with Elizabeth, if they are part of the signs that God uses to confirm His Word, 
we can expect confirmations of His Word as well. So I pray that for you. I pray that in my own life, walk in ministry. I've seen it too many times to believe otherwise. And I want to encourage you to go to the Father with whatever it is He has said to you, trusting Him and believing that He is going to confirm it in your heart and in your life. I hope you have a great Lord's Day today. God bless.